Genesis 1, 26-31. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, Everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Good afternoon, everyone. How are we? Oh, that's a very autumnal kind of vibe. That's a very... How are we? We well? That's a bit better. Thank you for the clap. That makes me feel really comfortable. It's good to be be here. It's good to see you all here. Why don't we uh, pray? Lord, we thank you that your spirit is with us. We thank you that whatever we come to church, whatever we carry today that you are with us, that your spirit works in us. Thank you that, you that you love us and you care for us. And I pray in this time now, Lord, you would speak to us and that we learn something of your heart for our earth. Amen. So we're um, continuing um, thinking about how we care for creation, how we look after what God has given us, how as followers of um, Christ... Uh, we can think more about the environment. Um, if you were here last week or if you watched um, online, um, Cesare gave a brilliant talk about how actually to follow Christ, to follow after him, means that we have to care about the world. We have to care about cre- um, creation as well, that we can't just care about our relationship with God. We can't just care about me and God. We, we have to have um, a, a kind of bigger view, a bigger vision than that to truly love everyone on earth, we have to really think about our our actions. We have to really think about the things we do. We have to really think about the food that we eat. We have to really think about the things that we buy. We have to really think about the car we drive or don't drive. Because our actions affect the whole world. The, The way we live affects the whole world. One of the things that um, intrigues me about religions and cultures is that everyone has their own understanding of how creation works or is or happened to be. Everyone has a creed. Everyone has a story of how the world was made. And we've been here thinking about the 
Judeo-Christian understanding of how the world was made. And without doubt, this has shaped the, the, um, the Air West. It's shaped the country that we live in. It's shaped the way that we approach life. It has shaped the way we understand the, what, what, what the um, world. But I've been thinking over the last few weeks, as we've read the, the, um, the, the creation story over and over again, if actually we've got it wrong, if we've understood it wrong, if actually we've been shaped by a subconscious misunderstanding of what we think the story is. And that has shaped our view of the world. And that has shaped our view of how we live. I think what's happened is we have managed to kind of understand that we are in some way above creation. That we are in some way above what God has made. You've got the animals, you've got the world, and then we're here. That we are some way above it. Actually, we are part of creation. We're part of it. We're not above it, we are part of it. And the way that we have lived, I think often, has been above, not as part of it. I think this misunderstanding has come from the word, um, has um, come from, I can't seem to see much my screen, uh, has come from the word domination has come from the idea that we uh, live above, has come from verse 26 and 28, that we have dominion over the earth. And that, has, and that has kind of, I think, caused us to look above and not to the side. If we look at the Hebrew word, if we look at what scripture actually says, actually we should be working on behalf of God, with God, not instead of God. God has given us dominion over the earth, that we care for the earth for him, on behalf of him, not instead of him. We are to be responsible for the earth. We're not the kings of the earth, but God, 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 it's God's kingship that he gives to us, that we look after for him. As human technology has developed, as the world has grown, as civilization has got huge, we have plundered the earth for resources. We've got bigger and bigger and bigger and a bit bigger, and we have fought creation for resources. But actually, what um, scripture seems to kind of point to is that we should work with creation, that we should work with it together in order to survive. The uh, Pope who's a good guy, he's not a friend of mine, but he's a good guy, I've never met, met him, I would love to. Um, reflecting on this idea, he says, we have, come to, to, uh, we, we have come to see ourselves as lords of the earth, entitled to plunder her at will. You know, we have plundered the, 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 the earth for the things that we need, and we haven't thought about what that does to the earth. We haven't thought about what that does to some of the poorest in the world. We spent quite a lot of time in the Genesis account, and if you go home and you have a, and you have a re 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 read of it, you will see that six times God's, God says, it is good, the world is good, what I have uh, made is really good. He's proud of it. 
He's proud of what he has created. He's proud of it. He's happy with it. And he's given it to us to care for, to look after, to live in. He's proud of it. He's happy with it. And I don't know what you treasure most in the world, what item you love the most. Perhaps it's a picture or your jam jars or a family heirloom or a china set. I don't know. But imagine you gave that to a friend to look after, to, to care for. I'm sure you, you would expect that they cared for it well. Imagine how you would feel and think if they destroyed it, if they broke it, if they didn't look after it. Perhaps this is something of, of what God feels about the way that we care for the earth. Perhaps this is a reminder of how he thinks. The, the Franciscans talk of treading lightly on the earth, which is, an, which is um, another way of talking about stewarding the world. I wonder what this means for us. I wonder what it means for, for, um, for us today to tread on the earth, to be light and kind with the earth, to treat the earth with kindness. And Sarah said the other week, actually, it begins with a, with, um, a wide view of salvation, with um, a wide view of how God saves us. We talk a lot about evangelism, which is a good thing. And often we turn to the Great Commission, which says, go and make disciples everywhere. But actually, if we instead turned to Mark 16, 15, we would find that actually Christ says, go into all the world and proclaim the good news to the whole of creation. Actually, it's a wider image of what salvation is. It's a wider image of what discipleship is. It's a wider image of what the good news is. Perhaps in our time, we are being called to a great inclusive mission that proclaims the good news to all of creation, that seeks to protect all of creation, and it sees discipleship as not removed from ecology, but as one thing, as a package together. If we're to leave anything for those that follow us, any kind of earth, any kind of good thing, then the good news has to be good news for the whole of creation. Not just for you, not just for me, but for everyone. And that means we have to have a wide view of the world, a wide view of God's care. And that means lots of things. I'm not here to kind of say, you should do this, you should do, do that. But I think it means lots of things. But one of the things perhaps it means is recycling when it's inconvenient. If you live here, near, the, near this, this church, it's really hard. The recycling bins are really small. And so perhaps you just need to find another way to recycle stuff. Perhaps it means 
getting um, a, um, a bike. Dave will, will be pleased to hear, 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 hear that. Just use your car less. Perhaps it means that we really think about where our food comes from, how far our food flies to come here. Actually, to eat less, less produce, which comes from miles and miles away. Or perhaps you could get involved in helping this church to become an eco-church. You know, there are really easy things that we can do in order to care for the whole world because it's part of the mission of God. But, but, but I think it begins with us believing that it's a wider thing, that, that, that it's a wider view, that evangelism is a big thing that includes the whole world, not just word, it's actions as well. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that your creation is good that you looked at it and thought it is good. And you looked at us and thought we were good too. Help us to hold the correct view, the right view of what you've made and of what you've created. We pray that your spirit would help us to turn words into action. to have a wide view of how we can care for and save the world. Amen.